My name is Beverly Johnson, and I'm from Trenton, North Carolina. This is Flood Zone, a news and storytelling project about the impact of flooding on coastal North Carolina. It is produced by and for survivors of flooding. Coming up next are stories from coastal North Carolina. My name is Gwendolyn Brown. Everybody calls me Gwen. And I will be 67 years old at 8th of April. I live in Trenton, North Carolina. Yeah, I live in a little area called Back Street. It's a little, it's just a little area, mainly African-Americans. Mainly family, extended family. Even those that weren't born in family, you know, either married in or being here so long that they are considered family. I can only assume because that was Front Street, you know, where the stores and stuff were. And we were down on the bottom, so we were Back Street. The place where I lived, the lot that I lived on, was originally my grandfather's, my grandfather on my father's side. There was one house in between, and then there was a house that was my grandmother on my mother's side. When my mom and dad built a house, they built it one street behind where I grew up. So, like I said, it's always been family and, and extended family in this area. All I know, that's all I, from the time that I can remember, that's where they would be, you know. When I was growing up, I, was, I, was, I lived across the street from where I was when the storm came through. It was an area of where everybody shared, everybody loved, everybody cared about everybody, you know. That's what I grew up knowing, and that's why I was here. That's why I raised my kids, too, after I got grown and had kids. When I was growing up, you didn't have to worry about if you didn't have a certain thing in your garden, because if your neighbor had it, you had it. My neighbor, if, if, if an adult saw me doing something that I wasn't supposed to do, they didn't wait to tell my parents. They dealt with it then. You know, I've often said, you know, because I have been around people that were raised in cities and stuff, and they say, you know, Trent a little hick town. But I wouldn't have, at this stage of the game and, game and knowing what I know now, I wouldn't have wanted to be raised in a place else. I wouldn't want to live in a place else. Even now, when there's nothing here really, you know, I wish, you know, I, I keep seeing it the way I grew up and what I got used to, and I know it's not going like, to like that anymore. It may never be that way anymore but that's what you know that's why I wanted to be here that's why I was here it's changed drastically because as the older people died out and then with the storms each time starting with Floyd starting with Floyd I saw people leave and then this one with Florence's taking everybody, you know, basically. There's, right now, I'm the only one down here on this street. When I was growing up, there was, there was somebody in every house. You know, this street, there were, can't tell you how many houses, cause some have been torn down. But it was thriving, there were families. I mean, families, not just individual, but families in these houses with children, cause, like, when I grew up, my mom and dad had eight. 
so neighbor that lived right across here, they had eight or nine, you know. So it was, it's, it's just amazing how things have changed. Black people live on Back Street in an area called Haytai, in an area called Monktown. White people live right up where the stores are, mainly, where, where the main street is. That's where the white people live. Back Street, Haytai, and Monktown were hit harder. I don't know why, how, how it works out. I know right here on Back Street, it's like we sit on the, in the bottom of a bowl. And now, I'm not saying that the, the white areas weren't hit, but I don't think they were hit as hard. It's like we sit in the bottom of a bowl. Water comes in on all four sides. So we just inundated. You can't help but be flooded. It's sad, but it's true. Because you can go right outside hit this church and go right across where that fence is, if you can get back there, look right at the river. You go behind any one of those houses, you can walk right to the river. It causes a problem. You know, the water is what's caused me the biggest problems in my life for, for two times, actually. And I don't know what can be done I, I i think that there are some things that could be done i don't know if the state or the government have has done everything that they could do i don't know if the river's been dredged i don't know you know if things that could alleviate some of the problem i'm not gonna say it's gonna emulate all of it but i don't think everything has been done that could alleviate some of it you know, I understand the beaches and people want to live on waterfront properties and stuff, and I enjoy the beach like the next person, but I, I you know, I just don't know. I don't think that people take the water and affect the water in, 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 as seriously as they should. You know, because with this time, when the, with Florence, my house that I was in had been elevated, and I had no idea that it would, things would get like, you know, it's not going to get that bad. I don't think we, I, I don't want a beach right, right, right here. <laughs> I don't want it right here. After Floyd, they saw what happened there. So you would assume, I would assume, not knowing any better, that along with, along with helping people get back and doing things necessary for the individual, that they would try to do something with the river so that it didn't happen again. Or if it did happen, it wouldn't be as bad or worse than it was before. And I don't know whether it's government red tape or what it is, but I don't think they've done anything really to try to change the situation if I haven't heard anything about them doing anything to try to change the situation. A lot of times, if it doesn't affect you, you don't care. And I've seen that. You know, they're slow to react to so many things. And you get a lot of misinformation or no information. It seems that we are the last ones to get, you know, what needs to be done. Whether it's a paper in uh, Lenore County, 
Kinston and New Bern. And I don't know if they get all the information that they need to publish for us, you know. We have we we have one, but it's not really news news, you know, you know, real news that you need. And you can ask questions and sometimes you get an answer and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get what they want you to know. I left here in the Tuesday before the storm came in that Tuesday night. I got back in Jones County to stay in January. They said I got about four to four and a half inches inside. My oldest son lives in LaGrange in Leno County, and so I was with him. My son lives in an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, and his mother-in-law lives right across the street. She lived in a two-bedroom apartment. So what we did is, what we did is, I stayed with her in the her other bedroom so that I, you know, she, he, under, they had talked about it and she told him, yes, that it would be fine. And so I was back and forth. They like, his front door looks right in her back door. So I was back. <laughs> so that's how we did. Yeah. You know, I was so, I got in contact with Step. Well, as soon as they looked at it, they beyond their budget because they only do $17,000 worth of the, the, uh, repairs or whatever. So then it was Methodist uh, men's. I can't even remember the name because there's so many there. I've dealt with Endeavor. I've dealt with Jones County Rise. I've dealt with uh, Christian Aid. But I've talked to these different agencies. And I was told at one point that I had been approved for a community development block grant. So once I was told that, I was also told that Nobody else could do anything. So then about the middle of February, all of a sudden I hear there's no block grant. So I've been sitting here all this time doing nothing. They say it comes in two phases, either rebuild and repair or buy out. And I made it clear to them that I didn't want to buy out at the time. I may have to take one now, to, you know, because they're telling me that even though my house was elevated, it may have to be elevated even more. They're telling me that the funds that I might have been able to get, it may take all of that for elevation. Then there will be nothing for repairs. Also, because of the location and because of the floodplain, the insurance, I would definitely have to have flood insurance. It would be so high I may not be, be able to afford it. And because I got some, because this is the second time that I flooded, if it happens again, and because of the location, I wouldn't be able to get any, any help. And that's not why I'm now waiting for the survey to find out how much elevation it's going to take because that's going to help me determine my next step. I don't want to have to leave, but... Like I said, I'm 67 years old. And like they, you know, they got, they explained to me, eventually I may need a ramp. Depending on how high my house is elevated. See, they would have to have an engineer to determine this elevation of the ramp and all this. And, and one lady told me, she said, Miss, Miss, Miss Queen, your ramp might have to wrap around your house three times. And another lady said, it might have to go out in the road, you know, because there's certain things, you know. 
depending on, it, it, it's crazy, all the things that you have to consider. And see, like I said, when you get partial information, you don't know. You don't know. And then, okay, like I said, they told me about the grant. After they told me about the grant, Christian Aid Ministries had come and looked look at my house. And they were ready to call me and tell me that we will get started. We're ready to put a roof on and start repairs. Then they told them that in Jones County, no repairs can be done until the elevation is done. Now, they were going to call me on Thursday, on Friday. They get this information on Thursday. It's like you take one step forward and somebody throws something in front of you to make you fall back two steps. So I can't prove it. I don't know for sure. But I think sometimes there are some inequities. Well, just things that I've seen, I haven't seen anybody in this area, in my area. I haven't seen anything done. But I have seen some stuff being done uptown. And I may have to move. I'm kind of resigning myself to the fact that I'm, I'm possibly going to have to. But the reason that land is so important is because I can only imagine what my foreparents, my grandparents had to do to get that land. I know they struggled. So that's what makes it important to me to keep something that they put their life's blood into, you know. And for somebody, you know, maybe who has not experienced that, it's easy to say, well, just move. Like I said, I'm resigning, pretty much resigning myself to the fact that I'm probably going to have to. But it won't be without some tears, <laughs> I guarantee, you know. You have been listening to Flood Zone, a special project of shore size and working narratives. Has your community been impacted by flooding? Do you have a story you would like to share? Contact us at info at shoresize.org. Funding in part by NC Local News Lab Fund and the NC Community Foundation. Thank you for listening. <laughs>